Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And that's Dennis Halnan, one of the employee owners of Tab. He helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And on the hotline, we have Tatiana Jordan from Bark.us. You there, Tatiana? I'm here. Hi, how are you? Good, good. Uh, Tatiana is a chief parenting officer um, and an author of Parenting in the Tech World. And uh, you guys have a tool that helps parents kind of protect their children online. And we we figured we'd talk a little bit about it because I came across it from one of my customers and I had not heard of it before. That's awesome. Thank you so much for having me. And we love it when um, people are, are sharing the word about what we do. Yeah. So how does your product work? I mean, keeping kids safe on the Internet these days is really, really hard. Um, they can access the Internet from anywhere. We're giving kids cell phones way too young. Um, how do parents control that? Well, before Bark, it was really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so our founder, Brian Basin, was actually working at Twitter at the time. And he has two boys and his oldest, was given the device. And what he knew about social media and engineering and parental controls, and, and he saw what was on the landscape, and he was like, wow, there's really no good option out there. So he took a risk, he left Twitter, and he started Bark, and that was over seven years ago. And now, fast forward to today, we help protect over six million children across the nation. And what that looks like is that we use artificial intelligence to connect to children's devices and accounts, text messages, email, social media, Android, iPhone, tablets, you name it. And our tech will analyze the content and context of what's happening on those devices and then surface when there are problems to you, the parent or caregiver. Gotcha. So you're like a, an EDR, an MDR for being a parent. We use EDRs and MDRs in our world to detect malicious activity by the bad guys. In your case, you're, you're trying to detect kids getting into trouble they don't even realize they're getting into. Absolutely. You know, I'll give you a real-life example. Um, my son is in eighth grade mm-hmm. and has an iPhone because uh, the Bark phone isn't out yet, but it's coming in November. Your own phone? Um, okay. Yeah, Whoa. yeah, we're launching a smartphone. Yeah, we can talk about that in a second. Hmm. Um, but I got a Bark alert recently about a photo that was circulating of him that was taken of him um, and, uh, then I knew why he didn't want to go to school the next day. 
Mm. Um, and just that sort of insight that, that bark can give parents, um, because kids don't want to tell parents that sort of thing. They're embarrassed. They're ashamed. They're afraid that the parent will go after, you know, the kids involved mm-hmm. um, and, and put even more of a spotlight on the child when they're trying to avoid more attention or more retaliation. Um, and that's just one example. I was in Denver a few weeks ago talking to another 13-year-old who um, was experiencing suicidal ideation, and his mom had no idea. Bark sent her alert that he was Googling ways to die by suicide, and she and he both say that Bark saved his life. Wow. Yeah. Wow. As That's par- great. As parents, you you can't you have no idea what your kids are doing online no matter how much you think you're a great parent. They are so way ahead of you on the stuff that's out there. There's things out there that parents don't even have time to mess with, you know, the the WhatsApp and the Snapchat and the TikTok. Everything I just said there's probably already jumped the shark and they're onto something else. Um, right? <laughs> yeah, have you heard have you heard of the Be Real app? Uh, yes, I have. I actually messed with my own uh, uh, nieces and said, hey, I'm on Be Real. Um, uh, it is weird, crazy stuff. So Be Real is like they want – this is nuts. This is be, I have, This is new to me, so please tell be, me. Yeah, so Be Real basically prompts the, the pe- person on it to take a picture of yourself and your surroundings at a certain – randomly during your day to show what you're doing at that time, being quote-unquote real. Because Facebook, as we all know – is pretty fake, right? Everyone's talking about all the great wineries they're going to or all the great trips they're going to and how they all look so beautiful. But be real. The concept is they're going to show you when you're all real. But that's really a bad idea. Uh, yeah, I, I I, have alarm bells going off in my head right now just hearing what you described. Exactly. So you guys can interface. So when the, when the kid signs up for this stuff, how do you get in between it? That's a really great question. You know, first and foremost, um, full disclosure, Bark does not monitor Be Real yet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if anybody who works at Be Real is listening and wants to open their API to our platform, we'd be happy to monitor and keep kids safe on it. Right. Um, but uh, what we do do is alert you. Let's say if a conversation is moving from Be Real to text message or one of the over 30 apps we do monitor. Um, and that's a common tactic of predators is to take a conversation from one platform to another, uh, what they perceive to be a more encrypted platform. Right. Um, and we're also passionate about education too. So until we do monitor Be Real, um, you know, something that is important for families and, and caregivers to know is that Be Real has a location feature. And so um, there's a, a feed, um, a global feed, where you can potentially end up in front of, you know, anyone's eyeballs. Um, and they can zoom down to your real-time location and see, you know, where that front and back photo was taken. So if your child does have the Be Real app, make sure to talk to them about uh, turning location services off and not doing any uh, any photos that have their, you know, address or school name in the foreground or background. Right. Good. Good point. But the snag of turning off location data has to do with it'll impact other apps that are that they may need location data for, like driving, right? Like using um, navigational apps and stuff like that. Not that a 12-year-old yeah. should be driving, I understand. <laughs> Hopefully the 12-year-old's not <laughs> driving. But, um, you know, you can 
be specific with your location too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, eat, at least in the iPhone, um, I need to look at the Android settings, but um, pretty sure you can, you know, go to each app and toggle location services on or off for those. Well, okay, you make a good point, and it just yeah. gets more back but to that, the tediousness. That of all gets that. deep into the settings, and it it gets harder for kids to do that. Or we, did, we had a caller just that, that locked him out. Difficult, but we had a caller earlier who locked himself out of his printer for crying out loud. <laughs> um, so I mean, and nothing against that poor caller, but the, these phones are ridiculous, you know. And and your app is trying to help, but yes, go into each individual app, and again, be real is the next one. What's the next one? You know, right. Uh, right. There's, there's Kick. There's Discord. I mean, they're just going to keep coming out. Right. Um, which which is why you know Bark is a tool, but it doesn't replace engaged parenting. Um, you have got to be having these very candid conversations with your children at a much younger age than you might think, and at a much more frequent rate. You know, when we were growing up, our parents maybe like not a hundred percent, but maybe had you know the birds and bees talk with us, yeah. and that was the birds and bees talk, not multiple, but one. Whereas we now today, um, you know, you know, it is what it is, but we've got to talk to our children about pornography and sextortion and predation and just all kinds of things that our parents never even had to talk to us about. Right. And you can thank the internet for all that. Um, thank you internet. Yeah. And, and the lack of regulation on the internet, uh, you know, and again, we talk about free societies and you know censorship and what have you. What you guys are trying to do is give parent a tool to monitor what's going on on their device, and uh, that's that's great. But you have to all yeah. deal with every single app manufacturer to get in between it. So yes, every every app, uh, you know, so many of them have opened up their API to us, which is amazing, and just really. Uh, Thoughtful, you know, not not every um, tech developer has to think about uh, the ramifications of their tech on humanity and children. And so the ones that do, we we thank them. Mm -hmm. Um, And but there are many who don't. And so that's why we work to monitor at the device level as well. And honestly, that's why we are launching a smartphone, because. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we know that children are getting them, more and more of them, and at younger and younger ages. And so we don't advocate uh, for that trend to continue. But because we know that it is, we're launching a smartphone. It's going to be um, an Android. It's going to be a Samsung A13. Mm-hmm. It won't look like a kid's phone. It's going to be very sleek and cool. Um, but it will arrive out of the box protected so that you don't have to go through <laughs> you know, a master's thesis in tech to try to make sure your kid's as safe as possible. Um, right. It will arrive protected, and as your child grows and as you and your child determine, uh, you can slowly let them have more and more access. Eventually, it can be a fully fully functional, fully accessible open phone if you'd like it to be. Very good. Anything else you want to tell us about your, your product and what it does, Tatiana, in a couple minutes here? You know, I just want anybody listening to know that, first of all, like, you're not alone. We're the first generation of parents who are having to parent in this sort of state. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, our kids are spending, you know, almost a third of their day, keeping in mind one third of their day should be sleeping. So a third of their day, you know, doing general activities, and then a third of their day in a screen, yeah. you know, eight to 10 hours a day in a screen. You don't know what they're doing. You don't know what they're encountering. And so that's where you've got to be over-involved when communications utilize both free and, and paid parental controls and filters as you can. And honestly, just lean on each other. 
I started a Facebook group called Parenting in a Tech World a few years ago. It now has over 200,000 parents in it, and we're talking just like the three of us are talking today. Um, we're talking about these things because nothing is more powerful than parents banding together to help protect their kids. Yeah. Well, if we can put that, we'll try to find that Facebook group, or if you want to send it over to me, we'll link it as well on our site. And uh, we appreciate what you're doing. It is difficult. I mean, I'm a Gen Xer. My kid, my youngest is 21 now. Um, wow. But uh, if I had anything, any kids in their middle school age right now, I would, I mean, I know how this sausage is made. I'd be freaking out. Oh, um, yeah. So I feel yeah. it's really scary. And uh, we're not trying to scare you guys, but you've got the government giving us a food pyramid that got us all fat. Um, you know, we, we need to figure out uh, how the government and regulation, that's within reason. I mean, I'm a, I'm a libertarian. It's within reason to help us, help us protect our kids from these ridiculous apps. I mean, you have, you have zoning laws where you can't have certain buildings in your community, but literally the, the worst things on the planet are right on your kid's phone. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if it's the worst thing that we had to worry about as parents was just screen time and addiction, right. that would be one thing. Right. That would be on us. But the children are able to buy drugs laced mm-hmm. with fentanyl. Mm-hmm. Uh, children are being trafficked. Like the rates at which children are being cyberbullied, the rates at which they're expressing suicidal ideation on these platforms is through the roof. Yeah. And because of that, that's why we're talking today. Well, I appreciate you getting on with us and talking about it, Tatiana. Well, stay in touch. Um, we'd love to have you on again, and we'll put links to your, your products, and we'll try to find your Facebook group out there as well. I'll link that as well. I think it would be very helpful, and I think parents are going to go out there and take a look at this, and, and you should take a look at this to see how you can better protect your kids. Thank you so much. No, thank you, guys. All right. We're going to be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. Here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, and then Dr. Alessi will get on and give you a second opinion on your health advice. And uh, four lines wide open. I know that was kind of a heavy subject, but uh, as we've done this show for many years, there's been such a need to, I mean, web filtering was all we had out there these days to protect people from surfing the internet, but you know, that was on computers, so these smart devices need to be protected for your kids. So we, we thought that was important. Yeah, and this is something that we sometimes get asked about. And in a lot of cases, when we get questions like that, we don't necessarily have an answer. And this is one. So yeah. here you go. So I was waiting for your calls, 860-522-9842. I uh, wanted to bring up some uh, more news. And I've talked about this even with um, my kids and my uh, friends' kids. They're all excited about apps that allow you to send money back and forth, like Venmo and Zelle. And I'm like, guys, watch out. Now you may not be that secure. And uh, Krebs on Security did a thing about this. So when you and customers have their online bank accounts hijacked and plundered by hackers, U.S. financial institutions are legally obligated to reverse any unauthorized transactions as long as the victim reports the fraud in a timely manner. That's another issue. You may not be aware of your bank account being drained for a period of time, but they're obligated to uh, refund your money if you've been ripped off. So Zelle is run by Early Warning Services. Um, It's a private financial services company, which is jointly owned by Bank of America, Capital One, J.P. Morgan Chase, PNC Bank, and others, Wells Fargo. Zelle is enabled by default for customers at over 1,000 different financial institutions, even though you may not even want it. It's on your app, your banking app. That's number one. But here's the worst thing about it. 
So uh, Senator Warren asked for uh, a report on what's going on with these refunds of people having issues with uh, money being taken out of their accounts illegally. Three banks that provided complete data sets reported, here we go, here's how many people were impacted, 35,848 cases of scams involving $25.9 million in payments in 2021 alone. And the first oh. half of 2022, sorry. Oh. That's a lot of money being sucked out of people's uh, bank accounts yeah. due to fraud. The vast majority of these cases, the banks did not, I repeat, did not repay customers. Only 3,400 folks uh, got their money back, maybe $2.9 million. So the rest of you 3, guys- 3,400 out of what? 35,000. 35, so 2.9 million was refunded. A tenth of them. Remember, these banks are part of the- you know own or part of this early warning services, you just got $25 million sucked out of your accounts and they didn't put it back. And I'm telling you, duh, of course they're not. I mean, this is, again, another issue with these these apps. None of this crap should be enabled on by default. By default, no. No way. Right? You shouldn't have the ability to move money back and forth like that. And we already know the government's looking to monitor your little $600 transactions so they can, so the state and the Fed can take your sales tax money when you go sell your picnic table for 600 bucks. You know, Lamont wants his 750 or whatever that's going to be. Um, it's just ridiculous. Uh, but the point is, these technologies, are not, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing in refunding. Um, we'll put the link up here, the full story. Um, Brian Krebs, Krebs on Security does an amazing job trying to describe what's going on. But if you have these Zelle tools on your account, you got to be careful. You can be tricked, right? I mean, especially if you're selling stuff on Marketplace or selling, you're selling stuff online and then folks want to send money back and forth through these apps. Um, clearly, 35,000 people got impacted to the tune of nearly $30 million in just a year and a half or so. Uh, guys, that's a lot of fraud. Um, and we'll see what happens with this. Uh, hopefully, they get a little tighter on And, and maybe we, they hit the banks harder with some sort of uh, fines for well, not refunding this this money. The yeah. banks know about it, too. It's yeah. part of their report. <laughs> well, right. They're, they're, they're coughing up the information right. freely. Well, they have to. Oh, yeah. Well, only three of them gave the full reporting, which well, is another thing. Why would the banks not give them. you all the information? I don't know. Isn't this same a little weird to you? <laughs> Um, so we'll put the link up there for you guys to read, and just be wary of these these money moving things on your accounts where you're moving money between other folks. Um, and there's also a lot of credential stealing apps on people's phones where you download some stupid game, and the whole point of that game is to steal your credentials to logging into your bank account. Um, yeah, you don't even know you're doing it. You're playing mm-hmm. some I don't know candy whatever, and it's you log into your bank and you go ahead and try to do a transfer, and you're like, wait a minute, why is my bank account empty? Um, so it's just, we know how the sausage is made and it's something that you got to be careful with. We'll put a link up to this story. I think it's important. We're here till 11 o'clock. So if you're free to get online, everything we've talked about has been posted over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the yep. show that also works. It does. It really does people. And we're going to try to find the Facebook page that, um, Tatiana Jordan ha- helps for parents. We'll try to find that, but we did put the bark.us link up there. If you're, if you have kids in middle school and you've given them a phone, and you want to protect them and be a parent, I know it's not fair, right? It's it's harder these days, a lot harder than it should be. Um, Bark.us gives you some tools to help you keep your kid more safe and keep an eye on what the heck they're doing on the Internet. And Mike G's posted everything over at our Facebook page and over at Twitter at Tab Computer Sys. Now that Elon is buying it again, hey, we have some hope. <laughs> we'll see. 
Uh, Elon, uh, Twitter might become valuable again uh, or worthy of some following. So we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online during the news with Morgan. 860-522-9842 is the number. We'll be right back. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. And we are back. It's not that computer talk is a mission impossible. Is that the story Dennis has coming up? Uh, kind of is a mission impossible esque type of thing. But while before we get to Dennis's story, feel free to get online. Four lines wide open. 860-522-9842 is the number. You can email us in the studio at get help at tab inc. And of course, you can link. Go ahead and ask questions over on the old Facebooks. We'll do our best there too. So Dennis, why are we why are we playing mission impossible thing? Well, what, what do you got for news here? This is this is really wild. Yeah. Um. There are thermal imaging and AI routines Mm -hmm. that together can figure out what your password is based on looking at your keyboard or your tablet or phone screen to see what you have tapped or typed. Or recently? Recently. Gotcha. And it figures out what your password is. And it's really wild. Is it, is it practically? Is, is it going to be practical use? Kind of thing? Well, I don't know how practical it is right. because I don't know what the time window well, is you're not in Tom which Cruise it operates. Uh, but ZDNet has an article about it and they call it a thermal attack mm, that, that can determine your password. Uh, and that's literally what it is. It yep. looks for the heat patterns for what you've been typing. Yep. And like I said, I don't know what the time window is that it can operate in, but it can figure out what your password is. Well, yeah, I mean, probably it's a longer time window than you would guess. Oh, right? I would, I would think it it might go for I don't know an hour. Or, yeah, I don't know because the thinking is, if there's a camera, they're watching your keyboard for the thermal images on your password. They would just watch your fingers, considering the cameras right there. The idea here is that you're not there and you're not typing, right. and they're going to see what you did type. You've walked away. Right. It's been sitting for a bit. Right. You've already given the guy the, the coffee. You poison the coffee. He's feeling bad. He walks away. And now you're going ahead and say, ah, I see where he typed that all in. And that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, I mean, that's why 2FA is so important. We talk about second factor. So they go ahead and they can type your password in all day, but you happen to have your phone on you right. while you're in the bathroom dealing with whatever they put in your coffee. <laughs> and they can't do anything with your password, right? <laughs> so that's interesting. A thermal attack. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Coming to a computer system near you. Uh, feel free to get online, guys. Four lines wide open. We're here live in the studio. 860-522-9842 is the number. But as we wait for your calls, what else you got there, Dennis? Anything good? Well, we got another one. Yeah. It has to do with Microsoft Office or Microsoft 365. You can't say Office email. anymore. Right. <laughs> I don't know. They keep changing I, I, their name. I was telling you off the off the air, we already stumble over this all the time. Right. Because technically, Office 365 is now Microsoft 365. Right. But when I'm talking to clients about it, you know, I, I don't know. It, it, it's very it just confusing. goes around and, and around. And all the flavors of it. And-, and now they're just making it harder for us because they're going to label the Office software Microsoft 365. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, there is uh, email encryption that you can get as an add-on to your Office 365 service mm-hmm. if you have it. Yep. Uh, but it turns out that there's a weakness in it. And yeah. it doesn't even have to do with the encryption method that they use, right, which is it's a valid, valid and solid. Right. And it pretty much can't be broken except by, you know, a big mainframe computer that analyzes something for a week. Okay. All right. Uh, it turns out that the way that they do carry out that encryption method mm-hmm. contains a weakness. See, when a file is encrypted, you can't necessarily encrypt the entire file at once. You have to do it in chunks. Right, block encryption. In blocks, okay? So you encrypt block one, you encrypt block two, you encrypt block three, and you stack it all together. Mm-hmm. The problem is... That in a in any given file, a lot of those little segments that you arbitrarily pull out, those blocks, mm-hmm. are actually going to be identical to each other. Uh, for example, if you have an image, it might have a lot of white space in it. Right. And of course, that white space encoding is all the same. Right. So you could have you know this very large JPEG picture. Right. That has all, a lot of blocks that are all identical to each other because they're all white. So you can tell and, that that's the image of that. And it's when, you, when you take the encrypted file, you're going to see all of these blocks that are actually the same as one another. Mm-hmm. And you can determine from that what that part is. And then you can end up comparing just these parts that you can discern. Right. It's like a cipher you're taking, right? Deciphering it. What you end up, right? You end up deciphering it without necessarily decrypting it. If that makes any sense, you don't know what the message is necessarily, but you do know there's repetitive things that you might be able to figure out. But the problem is that that residue that's left over, that's still encrypted, Mm -hmm. may end up being interpreted because you know what it would have to be, because because that's what's left behind, Mm -hmm. and it turns out that. You know, you, people can actually get the plain text messaging out of it if they if they analyze that data very carefully enough. Woo! Yeah. So again, the encryption itself is not wrong. It's the method it's, of the, the, the encryption yes, that they're it's using. Yes, the method that they use to carry it out. 
Now, Microsoft and, 365 has many different flavors. There's different yes. flavors having to do with different security levels. If you're in a government environment, there's a different cost basis for using Microsoft 365 that has to do with protecting data for NIST and CMMC and what have you or, or right. whatever you're dealing with. And Is encryption used across all flavors of Microsoft To be fair, the article does not say. I'm assuming it would be. Microsoft I would think retreads so. everything. I mean, I would think so. Exchange 2010 was vulnerable all the way up to Exchange 2019. So I would not think they're going to use a different ex- encryption method um, for any other service because that would just be too much work for them. Right. <laughs> I'm I, just guessing. I, we're guessing and we're cynical. We're guessing. <laughs> I, what, let's be fair. It might not be. It yeah. may be that they have some kind of a different operation. So this article is where? It's on Bleeping Computer. Bleeping Computer. Okay, but yeah. it, usually Bleeping does something else. That's, that, they don't do their own work. Is this their own work? Well, no. I believe this is a report that they got. Uh, well, wait a minute. Let me see. They're here. more oh, aggregators. This is from With Secure. Okay. Which used to be called F Secure. Okay. Which is a well. Well, it was originally an antivirus company out of Finland. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, did, wait a minute. Yeah, were they purchased by Microsoft? Uh, F-Secure. I don't know who bought them. Somebody bought them recently. I don't know who. But way back in the day, they were a really banging outfit up Mm -hmm. in Finland. So With Secure did the article. Right. And they didn't really delve into the different flavors of encryption. Now, did they talk about what Microsoft's going to do about it? Or is this another example of Microsoft saying, eh, it's not a big deal? Um, Encryption solution. I I hate to tell you this. Oh, boy. Um. The researcher reported this finding to Microsoft in January 2022. Mm-hmm. The tech giant acknowledged the problem and paid a bug bounty, Oh, but Hasn't did not it. release a fix. So now all the bad guys know this is out there, just so you know. After, after repeated subsequent queries about the status of the vulnerability, Microsoft told with Secure... That the issue does not meet the bar for security servicing, nor is it considered a breach, and hence there will be no patch for it. Hmm. And they, they've had numerous instances where they've found those types of things to be the case and then gotten in trouble because of the fact that they were more of a, more of a security incident than they had let on. They were like, oh, it doesn't meet our bar. I'm not sure what bar they set. Um well, we're didn't the, we discuss something that, that they decided they weren't going to fix last week? This feels because, like it's a weekly item. Because they decided that in order to exploit the particular vulnerability that we were talking about, it required physical access to the computer. Mm. So they're not going to fix it. Nah. 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 Oh, yeah. Microsoft. Well, here we are, guys. So I also saw an article recently, Windows 11. The people trying to upgrade to Windows 11, I think it was like two-thirds of computers that are out there these days don't meet the criteria. So there's an, there's an article out recently about you know PC shipments going down. Now, again, the end of the PC has been predicted since literally since I started doing this show back in 1995. All right? They said the end of the PC started with a laptop because they said laptops will replace all PCs. So here they are again. Shipments have dropped. Well, of course shipments have dropped. Everyone bought another computer during COVID, right? They needed a, a work computer and a home computer, and they needed they needed multiple devices to deal with uh, working remotely. So that volume of systems that came out have now dropped off. Windows 11, though, here's how this all colludes together. Windows 11 doesn't seem to work on two-thirds of the machines that are out there. You can't upgrade to them because of Microsoft's standards, which, as far as I'm concerned, are arbitrary. Um but that's the case. So what's going to happen there, Dennis? Refresh. You yeah, buy, you buy, more, buy more Yeah. 
So it's frustrating for those of you who have to buy computers. For us, of course, we sit back and say, oh, well. Yeah, we're at, the, that's that's yeah, par for the course. Yeah, we're at we're at the mercy <laughs> of the app of, of Microsoft. We're at the mercy of almost every manufacturer when it comes to whether they support it, if they're going to update the service packs, if they're going to provide re- remediations to vulnerabilities. Um, these dates are just set three or four years out, and sometimes they're still selling equipment that is no longer even it's still in its end of life as they sell it. Right, that shouldn't even be a thing. You shouldn't be allowed well, to sell equipment that's not going to get updated, still fresh in the box out of the distributor. Well, yeah, I know. And we've talked about this with Cisco, too. Mm-hmm. They they will sell their equipment right up to the day, which is their end of life. Right. So, so that you can buy a router today from Cisco. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, no more updates. it will be end of life and there will never be an update for it. Yeah, that doesn't seem like it should be a thing. There should be no. some kind of consumer protections that doesn't even allow that to happen because no. it's very difficult to and, keep track of every system's end of life. Right, and not even Microsoft, as bad as they are in some cases, not even they do that. When they go from one operating system to the next, there is still a period of years that play out where the older operating system is still supported. Like Windows 7. Right. I just saw an article recently that they're still updating Windows 7, even though, and, and even 2008 server, they're still patching security vulnerabilities in those things. Well, even though in order been to get those patches, you have to be buying extended support. Right, at a, at which a is high price. very expensive. It's like, what, $200 a year? Yeah. Per machine? Right. Mm. So feel free to get online, 860-522-9842. My producer just told me something completely... Uh, Surprising, although <laughs> I'm going to override her request. Uh, so feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. Feel free to get online. We have a few more minutes before the top of the hour here. I'd love to take your calls. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we are back. Dr. Leslie will be up next with Healthy Rounds. I'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. Now let's go to the call, your calls again. Let's go to Brian in the car. What's up, Brian? How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Um, I'm just listening to the conversation about Microsoft or Office 365, whatever they call themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm in the business, guys. I appreciate you taking my call. Of course. I, uh, you know, we recently had a spam um, attack in the business, and um, the secondary MFA codes were coming in via email, mm-hmm. and they came from uh, an address with uh, notify.microsoft.com. And I'm doing some reading. It seems like they only send codes from a certain address. I didn't know if you guys are familiar with that address for MFA. Off the top of our heads, no, because we try to use third. We try to not use Microsoft Security to secure Microsoft because we find it to be an oxymoron. (laughs) I mean, it's seriously. It's true, right? So if we if we wanted to use the use Microsoft's own MFA. To protect Microsoft from being hacked, is, as far as I'm concerned, is crazy. You should be using a third party. We recommend Duo um, okay. so, so that when you're getting your second factor come at you, it's, it's from Duo, not from an email address from Microsoft 365, right? Yeah. It's, that's just crazy. That's why it, yeah. And that's why you're worried about your situation. So you were impacted by that? Well, no. I mean, obviously, um, you know, we reset the user's account and... Um, you know, it seemed to be okay, but the, the concern I had was that I was arguing with our security um, team because they said that it was uh, a valid email because it was coming from a Microsoft domain, but 
and, and you know, IP range, but, you know, obviously anybody can spin up an Azure and start, you know, spamming out from there. So, well, you know, yeah, and, that's, that's a big problem. But so, yeah. so your impact, though, you're getting a lot of spam. They didn't actually in, infiltrate your account, right? Correct, correct. All right. Yeah, so, but there, so that, that, that account could have been legit. Um, who knows? Um, they could be exactly right. But like I said, I, I think we have to stop conditioning users to – you have to think of as a user. And, and if you get something from Microsoft about securing your account, that's how phishing works, right? Yeah. So if that second factor is coming from Microsoft – you're just another step away from being being uh, tricked. So we try to use different technologies so that the end user is like, okay, well, I don't ever get a two-factor from this place. They, they could still screw it up and give them their credentials, right? But at least right. the duo second factor is not part of Microsoft, so they can't do anything with that. They, there's other methods around that, of course, that we're always dealing with that type of attack. But having that second factor off the Microsoft system is the way to go. We've recently decided that that the AV built into Microsoft is worthy of keeping. And so we invest in other technologies to, rather than the AV portion of it because it's not as valuable as the other technologies that you can protect the system with. Mm-hmm. So yep. all could be true, Brian. Do you have any other comments, Dennis? Oh, I, I was going to say I have actually seen fake um, you know, emails that say that they're uh, Microsoft uh, checking in with a validation number for something, mm-hmm. and it always contains a link under there. If it doesn't which work, is, right? which is for me the clue that it's not any good, right? Because if Microsoft is sending you a validation code, it's just going to have the validation code, right? And it's not going right. to have other links or other directions, right? So I knew when it happened with a customer she got it she knew something was up Mm -hmm. she sent it to us i said yeah something is up and uh i found out where that email came from guess where it came from uzbekistan no it came from romania close so (laughs) anyway yeah i mean that i i've seen that so it's very it 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 can be very devious yeah and nightmarish we appreciate the call brian anything else no, thank you. I appreciate you guys. Yeah. All right. Thanks for checking in. So, you know, got the two-factor in place. They're getting these notifications on the second factor, and it may still be fishy. Uh, We're going to go to Laura in Middletown next. Hey, Laura. Hey, Good Laura. morning. Uh, this is Laura Timmons. I use she, her pronouns. And the reason why I'm calling sure. is I, I love watching uh, YouTube with uh, scammer payback type of stuff. And I always want to kind of remind Everybody that uh, even Geek Squad phishing is kind of uh, out there and prevalent. So uh, sometimes they pose as a Geek Squad technician and want to gain access to your computer. So yeah, it, yeah. it's any type of phishing that uh, can gain access to your computer. So that's what right. I thought I'd call on about. Any, any major IT company out there is being um, spoofed. To yeah, act like, I'd, hey, it's Microsoft, I've, it's so-and-so. I've heard of Geek Squad calling people, saying they've got, they know something about your computer and want to fix it. And Geek Squad has also sent out emails. Sometimes it's an invoice. Hmm. But for, it's not Geek Squad. This is a Well, fit. right, right. A, it a says that it's Geek Squad. It's not. But it's right. a fake invoice telling you that you bought something from you. them. Click here. And then... Click here to to uh, schedule your appointment or what? I don't know what. Or pay your bill, but or pay the bill, whatever. It's but 
they're using those names too. It used to be Microsoft, but right. now it's Geek Squad and who knows how anyway. many other people. But thank you for the call, Laura. I appreciate yeah. it. So I want to thank all you guys for joining us on this lovely Saturday morning. I want to thank uh, Tatiana Jordan out there at Bark.us. We put all the links up there for that if you want to better protect your children from the Internet and what they're doing on the Internet. I want to thank Mike G for posting everything over at Facebook and Twitter. I want to thank Carolyn for producing, of course. And I want to thank Morgan for bringing us up every time he was on the news. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, we'll be back sometime next Saturday. We want you to be geeks, too. Have a good one. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.